0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our discovery series here at IRA, Discovering IRA and Content Creation. I'm Janine Stanley, and I am the Director of Customer Communications here at IRA. And we have quite a panel for you today talking about a topic that probably even five years ago we would not have been able to go into in this depth that we're looking at today, and that's content creation. And we have a range of folks here in our panel who do a range of things. And why don't I just cut to it and get to those folks. So the first of our panelists is Iris Pang. Iris, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what kinds of content you create? Sure, of
1: course, and thank you so much for having me on this panel, I appreciate it. Um, So my name is Iris Pang and I'm a content writer uh, currently, I am writing for Coffee Home Homegrounds, and essentially my job is to write blog posts, product roundups, and re- reviews for small businesses and content agencies.
0: And next on our panel is Wenway Fisher. Wenway.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. My name is Wenwei Fisher, and I ESL, that's English as a Second Language. I'm primarily responsible for ensuring that people can both input and output language, and the content that I create are videos and visual charts.
0: Our next panelist is Robert Kinchett. Hi, Robert.
3: Hello. So I'm a writer- I write fiction and nonfiction, including audio description.
0: Now, that will be something very interesting to hear about. We also have with us today, Brian Velasquez. Hey, Brian.
4: Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Thank you for allowing me to be on this panel. My name is Brian Velasquez from Upper Manhattan. I am 31 years old, and I currently work for Omnium Circus, And part of what I do is I do outreach and group sales. And part of outreach, as you guys know, in the world of the circus, you stick your hand in everything. And part of that is advertising. So I do, um, well, record screenshots and create reels with the music. Or if not, I do videos sometimes. And even um, for hobbies, so I also do TikTok videos and YouTube videos, which you'll hear about in a little bit. So awesome. sit back, relax, and get ready for a ride.
0: <laughs> and I get to say, live from New York, it's Brian Velasquez. <laughs> Just because I've always wanted to say that. All righty. Let's see. Um, We also have with us today Claire Potter. Hello, Claire. Hello. Claire. It's
5: great to be here. I'm here. So my uh, main form of content creation is Um, photos for social media so I mainly use the Canva creation software I've used that for about nearly three years now and I've done a a number of photos for my own business I have a retail business so it's important to uh, uh, consistently create content with that so um, I've I've done that for a number of years, and I've also done a little bit of uh, logo work and some presentation video work as well. Again, using mainly the Canva software, so I do this on a regular basis, and I, I love it. Oh wow, you were you were going to be
0: deluged with Canva questions, I can tell you that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help.
0: Great to be doing it. We have from Ira one of our amazing agent managers, Amanda. Hey, Amanda, thank you for taking some time out of your day today to be with us and talk all things Ira and content creation.
6: Hi, everybody. I'm really glad to be here. Um, I uh, have moved up in management, so I don't get to deal with our (laughs) explorers quite as much now. And it's so exciting to uh, get to talk to everybody here. Awesome. And a familiar
0: voice to many of you, one of our wonderful agents and my fantastic producer, Sid.
7: Hello, everybody. Hi, Janine. Hi, everybody. Hey.
0: Alrighty. So where we're going to go with this panel, there are, we kind of broke it down into the three stages of content. Preparation, creation, and presentations. So I'm going to ask each of our panelists for the preparation stage, what kinds of things do you do to get ready to work with an IRA agent? Is there anything special that you do to prepare? And we will start with live from New York and Brian, is there anything that you do before you contact the agent uh, that helps you with the tools that you use?
4: Very good question. And part of what I do is setting up a camp
0: y'all yeah, know blind photography
4: y'all been there come on <laughs> well sometimes the photo comes the video comes wrong or sometimes your head is showing but not your face you know what i'm saying so i'm really 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 nitpicky with that i get really an- anxious with that so what i do is i try to set the camera on the table or wherever and then i'll call ira if need be and they'll be like okay the cam your camera is positioned in front of you, but now move the camera up, move the camera down a little bit, move it to your right just a smidge, which is the hard part because if you, if you move it a little bit to the right, boom, your image is cut off or your arm could be cut off, whatever. It's really a, a jigs. It's like a puzzle you gotta put together, and it comes with practice. So you know, don't feel ashamed if you have to use Ira for that. You know, wow. it's okay to you That's why it's there. Use it. So um, yeah, and that's basically what I use the camera. Okay um, so your primary
0: video. tool then is the camera. Um yes. have you do you have a setup with your camera where maybe you are doing it maybe not even head on but further back from the camera?
4: It depends. That really depends on what the video I'm doing cuz I do a little bit of both some for the circus and some for you know just to just for me to do to to you know show mm-hmm. off my blind swag, you know. But yep. Especially and- I been I've really been sick lately.
0: Ah, um, and so Brian, hard, you did most,
4: mostly it's more of like a face, face shot, you can a a body shot for it.
0: Cool, and I remember you did yeah. you were involved in a story Hopefully, about it, Ira actually uh, a while back, so um, I'm sure you did.
4: Yes, actually, you're right, you're right. I wasn't involved in a news report for Ira. Um, this was um little backstory that we can get to everybody else, but it's going to be a quick, quick, quick story. So, this news reporter from WNYC Radio in New York did. A news report with someone who was disabled and she was looking for someone who was disabled to complete the news report and actually um, walk with them and travel around the city. So um, she had a series of interviews. And I was chosen to do the trip. We took a trip to Shake Shack. You guys could find it um, on the NYC NPR radio. There's a link and it's on Mm -hmm. Gothamist.com it was it's from 2020
0: so it's awesome oh and we will put everyone's um links to their content and all of your information about everyone in the notes for this episode when we put out the podcast and you'll also be able to find them on the internet So let me go next to Robert. What kinds of things do you do, Robert, to prepare for working with an agent before you get the agent involved? And what what content creation tools do you use when you're putting together your pieces?
3: Sure, so depending on what I'm actually doing, if I'm posting a book cover to social media, for example, I make sure to be logged in uh, to the service in question. And I also, uh make sure that i have my a- image ready to be sent in an email or or now uh through the desktop app to ensure that the agent gets the image um for describing and for tweaking and posting in terms of audio description when i write audio description i take copious amounts of notes before the call, so times stamps keep things I hear um, and then i uh, then I keep all that in a notepad pad ready for the call
0: interesting, and you have the agents from that point. Uh, helping to fill in it, those timestamps, maybe visual information that was missed or details that you'd like to elaborate on? Mm -hmm. Yes. Ah, interesting. And when you are doing book covers, you said, how do you create the images for the book covers? Or do you have those um, done
3: Hmm.
0: outside of your shop?
3: Or how do you um, get your book covers? Right. So, So I'm traditionally... So that means that I don't really have any large control over uh, my book covers. My literary agent and my publisher handle the majority of that, but what they will do is they will send me mock-up versions of the book covers and then kind of have me choose which one that I – like the oh, best
0: i always wondered how that worked <laughs> because book covers are such an important thing even you know end leaf kinds of things um those are just so important today still in books which is good to know let's
2: go to Wenway. what do you do to prepare so my process has changed over the years but now what i do to prepare to work with an agent is they are, I would say, the first round of information that I need to collect in order to create information. So I, I try to go with an outline or a bolded list of, an, of a series of objectives that I'd like to accomplish um, so that I can talk to the agent about my idea, at brainstorm, um, discuss pacing font size how much space i have to work with um, the information that should be front and center what they're going to notice and that really helps me create an email that is more legible to the people that i hire to do a lot of the to create a lot of visual content that would not be fully accessible to a screen reader user so then i, I really value those relationships with my graphic designer the ira agents and my video editor um, so that i can create the best content that forms me in a very consistent light um so while i'm on a call with an agent we will gather information um about hex codes we will ensure <laughs> that the the font um and the type is at a consistent height if it needs if i need to change it um and we will create a few things and i will ask the agent some important questions that mainly i i would say that based on experience I've, I've kind of learned what to ask for it so then they can kind of give me the information i need like okay so is this name too small here or is is this off center or is the a lot like are my margins off center somehow so that if like my right margins aren't lined up with my left like um, with my other margins, if the text is centered, you know, is that distracting? Especially like if stuff isn't formatted in a straight line, if it can't fit on the line. So, it, like, it's a process of trying to find a balance between the space that I have to work with and the font type, as well as the font size. Ah. In terms of cameras um, and the way that I shoot videos, A lot of that is handled by my video editor, but I I have bought, thanks to some suggestions from agents, some ring lights that ensure that I am consistently lighted. Because whatever you're doing, you know that that is I would say one of the most important things. As long as everything is consistent, and you start to really pay attention to the structure of the way that um, the structure in which information is presented so that you can call an IRA agent and ask for the information that you need in order to realize this structure and so that it's legible to um, a sighted audience.
0: And for those who were wondering, hex values are colors.
2: Yes, my apologies. I forgot to define that. No, that's okay.
0: That's okay. That brought back my old web design days. So it's like, oh, yes, I remember all of this. Amazing. Yeah. Let's go to Iris now. So for
1: me, when I prepare to work with an IRA agent, I think one of the most important things to do is to have a holistic concept of what you're shooting for. So uh, for instance, recently I wrote a piece um, about the 45 Starbucks drinks uh, that are top 45 Starbucks drinks for 2022. And, um, so as part of the site that I write for, we have a style guide, an editorial guide, as well as a, uh, a brand guide for visual, any sort of visual assets. So that includes videos and, uh, graphics and color schemes, uh, I'm sorry, color palettes, um, that our agency is going for. So what I typically do is I've had agents describe to me what uh, the example um, graphics look like. I usually try to have those samples set out in tabs before I even call the agent. And for this particular piece that I was working on, I had a, um, a similar article pulled up already, so that they could visually see what um, what we were trying to accomplish. And I find personally for me that really helps. Um, especially when you're in the midst of creating the content. Uh, it's kind of difficult to, it takes up a lot of time. If during a call, I have to say, oh, hold on a second. Let me pull XYZ example up for you. It's, it's a good idea to always have that open beforehand in your chat so that your agent can take that first few minutes and scroll through so they have a, a holistic
0: idea of what you need to do oh that is fantastic advice and actually uh, it's funny I, i've started working that way kind of just you know generically to stay organized claire let's go to you and because working with something like canva or really any of these tools but canva in particular is such an imaginative process you know you're using your own imagination um what how do you prepare to work with the agent before you even make that call
5: well, I mean, my my process has changed over time as well um, because the way I use Canva now is nothing like when I first started that. That's one thing for sure. Uh, I think when I started, I was very much just kind of playing about with it and didn't take it too seriously and didn't really realize its full potential. So Canva is not the most accessible pieces of software out there. It's usable, but it's not, it's not enough. But in, in terms of usability before making the call, to Ira, it is good enough to make something to just get started with to at least give the agents maybe a brief idea as to the kind of thing that I would like to do with them. So I normally tend to start my uh, design with them either from something that I've made before um, where I can copy. My previous template and maybe just make a few amendments, just just to give them an idea of, of what we're, uh, what we're doing today. And I also make sure that I write out anything in particular that I'd like them to know and put all that into a message for them uh, using the IRA text feature, so that when they pick up the call, they they can get a really good idea of what uh, of what we're doing and uh, we're going to kind of from there. And I can show them what I've made and we can pretty much kind of um, just just work out from there whether we're on the right track or do we need to start all over again because I really couldn't make the right choices it's not it's not always it's not that consistent and it's very unpredictable at times but I like to at least try and and just start somewhere so that we can pick up from well hopefully um, a good point and continue together
0: Ah, fantastic. Now, I neglected to ask our other panelists, and I'll I'll get you folks on our next time around here. But Claire, do you have any usable vision that helps you in this task? Or are you going at it sort of um, from a point of not really having any usable vision, but having a really amazing
5: imagination? So, for me, I don't, um, the, the only site I have is just a little bit of shadow and light and dark. So it's pretty much, I'm a full screen reader, just brilliant screen reader user. Um, so a lot of it is research based and I'm asking sort of visual opinions on what, what could work and kind of having different things to choose from. So yeah, it's pretty much just imagination and research put together and asking for the visual opinions if I'm not um, 100% sure what to pick. Fantastic. And the reason that I ask
0: this and and please feel free to decline, you know, disclosing this information, folks. But one of the reasons that I ask is that um, we are going to target some employers with this information and say there is no reason that a blind person can't do this type of work. And uh, any thoughts on that? I hear everybody kind of going, yeah.
4: (laughs) Awesome. I agree with you. Just to chime in really quick, it's Brian, by the way. Um, That is a very good point, especially, and it screams out to what I work for. I work for Omnium Circus. We're all inclusive. We're America's first inclusive circus, virtual and live. All shows are audio described and all shows have sign language interpretation. So we include both the audience as well as the performers. So it's a diverse cast. Like for, exa- for example, we have a woman who does amazing aerial silks with no legs. Ooh. Thing. Ooh. He, the person who signs with the ringmaster, he performs. He's deaf. Um, you have. We're, um, we 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 got an award for employment of the month. Wow. Employment. This so. Sounds- you know, because this year is Employment Awareness Month, and we are got the it. Of- Yep,
0: October, and we are really leaning into ending this year with yes. this kind of this kind of content. So, so Brian, we'll will we'll start with you. Actually, how much vision do you have to create, and is it usable vision? Because it's one thing no. to have vision, and another to have vision you can trust and really use. No, but-
4: I have little to no sight at all. I only have a little bit of light perception, so I have to really depend on you know people tell me where the camera is mm-hmm. or trying to wing it at times if what if i didn't have that You get know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it was an adventure at first when i first started doing um content and creating videos i'm like oh how do i aim this am i aiming this right am i doing this right mm-hmm. oh my god it, 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 <laughs> it i'm not are people gonna see a talking head what they're gonna see what are they gonna do <laughs> so but over time i started to find strategies and you know i still use the agents from time to time mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that but i try to find other strategies as well because what if they're not around Got so it. it's, it's a tough task i'm telling you it's really tough but thankfully thankfully for me when it comes to the circus i i don't really do much talking in videos as you may think for now <laughs> but when it comes to my videos like to 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 for tiktok or whatever because you 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 know you you're you going on a public platform here it's not like laddy, lad. it's a public platform people are oh, looking yes. at the content man oh yes. So you want to really <laughs> be on point you don't want no talking head on the damn camera doing yeah. impressions of your friends or wendy williams like how are you doing
1: hi it's <laughs> wendy
4: nah you want to show your face you want to be boom boom you want to be cool so yeah that's um goes to my vision i have little to no side at all. So, you know, I really have awesome. to depend on a lot of other cues besides vision. So right. I'm going to, yeah.
2: Right. One way. How about you? I only have like perception. I don't have any useful vision that I can trust.
0: And how did that affect you deciding to do the type of work that you're doing? Because you've had quite a journey in this content creation. I've been following I... one way on Twitter for quite a while. <laughs>
2: I have. Um I think part of it is that um I have my okay, so my my background is in writing center pedagogy and um most people would work with me and it wouldn't really be an issue. And he would get that one client who would look at my face and um would ask for a different consultant because they didn't think I could be very effective because they also wanted to work on formatting. So when I started branching out on my own, I internalized the fact that I needed a lot of visual assistance and a lot of visual interpreting. Um, and it was it was a journey, as Janine pointed out. I didn't really know where to start or what I wanted or how to best utilize my time with agents. I don't know if I've always made the best decisions when I was working with them, or, you know, I, I would like to think that working with me wasn't too difficult. Um, it was, and I, I, I really appreciated the, the fact that I had this time with them because I have been able to ask as many questions as I needed to in order to, convey the type of content that I needed to, to a primarily sighted audience. I think it's one thing to create content on YouTube for a blind audience. Another, when you are creating it for sighted people, they have different expectations. And if they know that you're blind or if they don't, they also will have different expectations. And that's something that you need to consider your audience and how you want to handle that. So my training as a writing center consultant has enabled me to really ask questions and to get the information that i needed so with that i'm sorry i feel like
0: i'm <laughs> myself, no, but, no, actually, um, this, this but, is great because coming from a place of being unsure oh my gosh okay i yeah. want to do this i think i sort of know what i want to do and right. i think a lot of people are in that position and mm-hmm. and what i'm hearing from you and what i'm hearing from our other panelists yeah. is don't be afraid to just dive right in and say yeah. okay let me let me take a look at what's out there and see if i can get some visual interpretation and we're yeah. going to talk about that here in a bit with our yeah. agent and, and figure out what other people are doing what things look like out there and yeah. then how to how to make your own kind of style
2: yeah and i just very slowly over time I noticed that agents were telling me consistently, you know, whether they are working with me on the same project or whether they have worked with me for hours on end, the same thing. One agent would say, "Oh, this is too fast for me," like the my subtitles or the way that I would speak, like my presentation in videos, or "Oh, like I can't read this to you, um quickly," you know, which is essentially the same thing, right? So then slowly I started to learn exactly how to branch out on my own and how to take risks without needing to verify (laughs) that with an IVA agent every five seconds. Um, And it it really was a result of um, a lot of um, trial and error, a lot of trust and confidence in your own work, (laughs) and the fact that people take the time to explicitly tell you, well, this is why I like this, or this is why I think that this is effective, or this is why this stands out to be more. And that's (laughs) such a, honestly, like, it's a privilege to be able to get that information and to have so much one-on-one attention when someone is evaluating your content before you send it off to either clients or if you want to market it or if you... Um, pay someone who has an expertise in mm-hmm. creating content so that they don't misunderstand your vision because you do not have the vocabulary to quite articulate visually what you want
0: and Next, we have Robert. Tell us a little bit about your vision uh, and your process and how they coordinate
3: yeah, sure, so i'm a totally blind. Person, so I don't have any usable v- vision at all. Um, in terms of the um, in terms of the process, I um, generally have an agent remote in uh, to my uh, c- computer. But what I will also do is I'll queue up uh, links um, because my manuscripts have to be in proper manuscript. Format. Uh, publishers like Random House and things. They really care about the formatting of the manuscript. So I uh, send a, a, like if I'm really pressed for time or something, I'll I, I I will send them a copy of the manuscript and then I'll send them a link uh, to proper manuscript format and say, well, this has mouse I- instructions. Um, I would like you to follow th- these instructions exactly. Um, and and make sure that things uh, look uh, right, like margins, everything like that. For the covers, uh, for sharing covers and things on social media, what I do is I'll have the agent write out a text just of the covers uh, and then send that to me in an email. Uh, when I write audio description for movies and t- TV shows, um, I, I, I will uh, share my screen and then uh, share the timestamps I need the agent to go to and then they will s- scrub to that uh, 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 timestamp stamp and then uh they will watch uh the movie and then deal with my myriad uh uh, uh of questions about what's happening in this current frame right now so that's a lot, I know, but I do a lot. Oh of no, that's a
0: so. uh, no. I have a big question, and mm-hmm. and people who follow me on social media will know I ask this. <laughs> but when you do your audio description, do you do a lot of research into getting the characters correct, the names of yes. the characters, and things like that? Yes. Great. Oh, yes. I love you for that. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> As a super fan of a couple of shows, um, it is really important. And it does affect the plot and things like that. So um, that's great. Do you ever use an agent to maybe look up some things about a show that you're not familiar with?
3: Yes. Um, yes, I well, actually often um, use an agent to look up um, to Look up actors and make sure that I get their skin tones correct and make sure that I get their ethnicities correct as well.
5: Now that's
0: fascinating because that's something that has just evolved in content creation over the past few years is getting that correct uh, and actually portraying that as part of your content. Great, um, Robert, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about the process working with the agents, tips that you might have, and then in that final process of
3: presentation of your work, anything to share with folks? Sure, so uh, so final tips. Um, I would say just try to be prepared because it really does make your your call go a lot smoother. If you have things already queued up and prepared as much as you can. Um, for presentation, I so when I have an agent post my covers and things to social media, uh, what I'll do is I'll have the agent schedule a time for the post to go out, and then I make sure that the timing is correct and I make sure the, the alt text and everything is included in the picture. Uh, in terms of audio description, um, I, so presentation happens beyond the agent call. So basically I just deliver my script uh, to the um, to quality control check or to the narrator, and that happens independently of the agent, so.
0: Gotcha. Fascinating. And please, please tell us before you leave us, where can we find you online and where can we find your work?
3: Sure. So the easiest place is to go to my website, which is blindjournalist.com dot wordpress dot com if you go there you'll see my social media you'll see my books and my short stories and you'll see my audio description uh work so check it out
0: All right. Blindjournalist.wordpress.com. And you can check out Robert. Follow him on social media. Definitely. You are also a part of our Facebook group. I know that for certain. Uh, (laughs) The Ira Facebook group. And so, um, so many, so many folks on this panel are. So that's, that's wonderful. Um, Let me move over here to Iris before we get to our agents. Uh, And then we're going to kind of circle back for a couple questions for a few folks. Iris, tell us a little bit about yourself, your level of vision and how that plays into what you are creating with agents.
1: Sure. Um. So I myself have no usable vision. And uh, so what I found to be really, really helpful is um, in my profile, I have it specifically stated for IRA agents to provide as much visual feedback, um, as possible. So, i.e., uh, vivid, uh, descriptions of, you know, objects, uh, they're describing a video or a picture. My whole goal in whether it's typography or if I have to select graphics to accompany my content. Um, so that can include anything from Instagram posts to TikToks, uh, to, uh, sometimes tweets, or any other sorts of media. Um, My whole goal is to understand the visual concepts as holistically and completely as I can. So that includes perspective and color and um, spatial elements within the actual visual media. Because I find that that the more knowledge I gain in that aspect, the easier it is for me to then uh, in the future, kind of really have a, a, like I said before, like an overall concept of what I'm trying to create, but as well as um, instructing agents on specifically what to look for. Um, a lot of times when, especially when I'm writing posts that require, you know, a picture for every subheader um, oh. to accompany the content, I really have to describe very detailed um, to the agent what sort of aesthetic I'm going for. Um, Because otherwise, honestly, it has taken hours to look for Um, (laughs) photos.
0: I can imagine.
1: Oh, yeah. And then keeping up with hashtags. And then even outside of work, when I'm not creating content for any clients, I do my best to keep up with visual memes, what they look like, have agents describe, like, TikTok videos, what sorts of effects are being used,
0: etc. Yeah. Wow, wow, and and I found that you know once you start doing this, either audio editing, content, any of this stuff, you're always noticing it, right? You're always, you know, wherever you are, you're thinking, oh, I wonder what that looks like. Oh, I'm gonna have to ask somebody what color that is. Or oh, good, somebody described that meme. Oh, fantastic! Mm -hmm. Now I know. And I think just for me personally,
1: understanding why something works the way it does is tremendously helpful in creating like a broad framework and incorporating that idea of future content creation.
0: Incredible. I'm going to circle back now to Claire and ask the question that I know many, many people (laughs) are anxious to ask you, Claire. So let's talk about the creative process with you in Canva. Let's say you have an idea for something. How does that end up becoming a social media post?
5: So it just depends on the post I'm doing, really, because I have done um, content before for a number of projects. So some of it has been for my business, um, and some of it has been for um, other other people where they've they've asked me to do some work for them. But again, it's a very similar concept; it's just the content type. So it it goes from basically me doing my so, so when I know what content I want to or, or I need to create it basically comes down to me writing down what I would like it to look like so I, I write some notes to myself of what I, I can basically see in, in my head at, at that point and what I imagine it to look like so I, I then go into Canva and uh, like I mentioned before, it's not the most accessible pieces of software <laughs> to 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 give you an amazing start. But I I create what I think is hopefully a, a, a good enough uh, design to to give me a head start and to show the agent and say this is what I'm potentially hoping to um, work with. But I also give them a, a, a detailed description as detailed as I possibly can, and. I either have the agents remote into my Canva account here at my end through the the remote uh, software, could be TeamViewer normally. If I'm in a real rush and I really can't do that, sometimes it's just easier for them them to log in through uh, my uh, account details. We we have that uh, um, we we have done that before as well. It sometimes it just makes things easier because of the delay that can sometimes happen with TeamViewer, sadly. So. It's just a, it's a time management thing, really. It just depends how much time I have on my hands. And um, if, if we have a good enough uh, head start, it's much easier for us to work together. They ask me what fonts I'm uh, looking for um, in, in terms of what, what I'd like to use, what colors. Um, those are not easy to set up in Canva um, independently, so I really need a lot of help with that. Same as adding images. In particular, uh, sometimes I have stock Photos that I have to use myself, it has something given to me, but I do also have to use the inbuilt Canva library, which again, I do need a lot of help with that from the agents to give me a really good description of what the photo has to help me decide do I want to use that or something else. And uh, again, same with background, so it's a very, even though there's a lot to it, it's pretty much a similar structure all the way throughout. It's basically like a, I like to think of it like a layered way of working, really. So it's almost like you've got the different layers of the overall design so we, we work on all, uh, all of that together. I always um, try and have a few different options with the agent so a few different fonts that we could try and work with to see which one looks best, a few different backgrounds, a few different text colors and I always ask for their opinion on, on which, which one could potentially look, uh, look the best one because I do have knowledge but I don't always feel like I have enough so It's just something to help me decide. Thank you so much.
0: This is um, this is getting me excited about Canva because I took a look in there the other day and I said, wow, this is a lot more accessible than it used to be. I, so much more of it is readable than the first time I popped in there. And Well, it's this- interesting
5: because they, they had an update mm-hmm. recently and sadly some of it broke. So uh, no. things like the, the save window, for example, was really, really good before and now it doesn't work anymore. Oh, no! But then again, some of the other parts do work better, so it's almost like they fixed one thing and then break something else so it's like that oh, sounds, no. that sounds it's, familiar it's very... <laughs> to
0: operating systems and whatnot
5: so yeah well this is a web-based form <laughs> and this is a web-based app so mm-hmm. it changes even more I think every single week you have at wow. least an update maybe two Three wow. Sometimes, so <laughs> you never know what's going to happen from one time to the next. Wow, <laughs> so
7: well,
5: it's a this, learning curve for me all the time as well. Oh Just my gosh! All uh, it's like oh, I was no, I need say, to things.
0: <laughs> this is fascinating, and I have a feeling Plus you know, all, all of you on this panel are going to get bombarded afterward with questions from folks. But now it is time to shift over to our agents, Sid and Amanda, and talk a little bit about, from the agents' perspective, what can help people who want to create content of any type I and mean, we've got everybody here from video to print to electronic digital kind of journalism to all of these things amanda when people are preparing to create content any thoughts about that from the agent point of view
6: Oh, well, first of all, I really do love the variety of uh, different types of content creation that you have represented here. I, I think that's great because we do see a, a little bit of everything and it really depends on what your content is um, what and uh, what you're going to need to do ahead of time. But like Robert said, the more detailed notes that you have, the better, have everything that you can possibly prepared. Um, Iris said a holistic view. That's exactly right. Have everything, you know, give, give an overview either by verbally or a written description if you want to have it typed out so you don't forget anything or an example. Having an example that you can say, this is what I do regularly and looking at this, can you make this new one look similar to that? That is huge because you can, Uh, encompass so much and save so much time just by looking, looking at what has been done previously, it can be a huge time saver. Sending stuff uh, through messenger, you know, having all that prepared. um, I, Anything that you can prepare ahead of time is going to save your minutes, save your time in general. Um, the IRA for Desktop makes it so easy that you can send the files over directly. Uh, so having those ready or you know, all prepared in an email to where you just need the agent's email address to pop that in saves a lot of time. So you're not having to go through and get links if you're trying to send it that way. Um, let's see, Canva, that was an interesting one because I've I've done, you know, I've had explorers call in and they're like, hey, we're gonna do some graphic designing. Do you have any experience? Absolutely not. I am not a graphic designer, (laughs) but we can make this work. And you know what? It came out great because they were able to tell me what they were looking for. And I used that along with my visual interpretations of what the different pictures were and the different icons to create what they were looking for. And I've done a lot of different things in Canva that way. And, you know, I know it sounds like an impossible task to uh, to actually do visual interpretation and just use your eyes and not your brain as iris says but you really can do that you can get exactly what the explorer is looking for without putting your opinions in it at all if you just you know, provide a great detailed description of things so i think for preparation that's that's the best way to uh to be able to do things. I love that the the panelists here, how they've described that their ways of doing things have changed over time. Because, you know, that's, that's the end goal. Ira is just a tool uh, in your toolbox to get things done. And I absolutely love empowering explorers with information that they can use to do stuff independently. Um, don't be afraid to Ask agents, do you know a better way? Or if you don't know how to do something, we will gladly look it up. If you have a tool that you use regularly, providing the information to the agent ahead of time of how to do it is great. Um, Like was mentioned, before having notes in your profile, you can actually put note, have the agent put notes in your profile of exactly what steps need to be taken. If it is a tool that you use regularly, those agents will refer back to those notes and you can just tell the next agent the notes are in there. And I, I know some stuff seems like it might be simple to navigate, but like there was an explorer the other day that called in and he Uh, JAWS was reading a button that was not visually there on the screen it wasn't there so it took it took a little bit for the agent to work through. there's a different kind of situation right (laughs) yeah so JAWS was reading a sub menu that the agent couldn't see so they had to go through slowly to figure it out and here it was a little carrot drop down and there was the button that they were looking for and it it was just hidden it wasn't visually accessible at all oh, believe wow. it or not so you know you just never know and that's important information that the next agent would need to know um, how to get to things uh can can really help till till you get updates you know like I was mentioned, <laughs> and you get updates and everything changes but having that information there is a huge time saver all around for everybody now sid you are by profession
0: a person who works in video quite a bit what let's say we want to use video and maybe a tech. TikTok or um, YouTube or something professional, which could be on either one of those platforms, actually. What hints can you give or tips can you give to people to get ready to work with an agent with the video?
7: Well, one of the key things I would suggest is that uh, make sure that the Explorer actually has the software that they're wanting to utilize on their own system. Sometimes uh, there may be a thought that, um, agents may have access to a certain program. And, and while it is true that, that Ira does provide a certain level of base support for certain programs, uh, when you start getting into more proprietary kind of systems, when you're trying to like work with uh, Adobe Premiere or uh, Apple's Final Cut Pro or uh, Avenida Composer or different kinds of media creation kinds of programs, uh, an IRA agent is not going to typically have access to that software, so if an explorer has that program already downloaded onto their system, that can go a long ways towards uh, getting started in creating it. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you actually have to purchase the most expensive software program out there or the fanciest software, but uh, certainly with base-level media creation, you do need to have a tool set to start from. And what about
0: areas where you're going to video is that something you should think about ahead of time or is that something that you know it i'm sure it probably helps to think about the areas ahead of time and do a little work on you know exactly where do i want to be and do i have to clean my office or can i use a background Julian Ab- says
7: absolutely <laughs> one of the things that you'll want to do and this is something where Ira. Uh, Both in terms of of using uh, the the typical tool sets, whether it's with a mobile device or with Iris desktop, we have the ability to look at your environment. And this is, you know, before a program begins, before uh, we start doing something with an explorer, it's, it's perfectly appropriate to take the time to ask them to describe the setting, describe what elements are in the foreground, what elements are in the background, make sure that those, those uh, details that you're, you're comfortable with. Uh, I mean, for example, uh, before we started our, our, our broadcast today, uh, Janine and, and I briefly chatted about what the backdrop was, how her shirt appeared, how the microphone appeared, how how the the environment was uh uh presentable uh, to make sure that she felt comfortable in in how uh the broadcast would go and it's definitely worthwhile for an explorer to take that time to ask them to describe their surroundings
0: and if i sit still it usually works but <laughs> Oh my goodness! So now let's move to the actual creation, the making of the piece, and we'll go with Sid first. So somebody's with you creating a video, let's say. Um, what can what tips can you give them to maximize their time with you when you're actually helping them create the product?
7: Well, one of the things, and this is going to sound a little bit of repeat, but uh, I think one way and our, several several of our panelists have already mentioned this, and that is go in with a, a kind of a priority list of what's most important, what's second most important, what's third most important, and then make it in relation to how much time do you actually want to spend uh, to time to do it. Some of our agents have experience using different multimedia tools. Some agents do not. So it's a matter of taking the time first to think in terms of prioritizing what's most important. And then also, I think it is helpful if you've got a, a general rough idea about what it is you want to have accomplished, it can be done. Um, having some rudimentary understanding of how some of the programs work can, can be helpful because, like I said, when you're going into some of the different types of media creation tools, some of them are kind of complex. And so the depth of it can be a little bit um, um, challenging for an agent that may not have experience in, in using the tool.
0: Now, I do have a question about that, Sid. So um, let's say I am somebody who has not ever had any usable vision. And I want to do some sort of video effect. I hear that this video effect is really cool, but I'm not quite sure what it is. Can I use some of my time with an agent to go look up maybe on YouTube some examples of maybe crossfades or, you know, uh, certain transition effects, Mm -hmm.
7: things like that? Absolutely, and and what's nice about uh, working with an agent, you, when you start looking at some of the content creation tools, they'll say things like crossfade or dissolve, or maybe a page turn or a peel. There's different kinds of effects that are transitions that go from one, you know, say shot A to shot B. And what an explorer, uh, what 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 an agent can convey is that like a dissolve is kind of like a blending, a gradual blending of shot one into shot two. And one of the things that an agent can explain also is there's something called duration. Uh, Do you want this effect to last a second? Do you want it to last five seconds? Or do you want it very quick? And these kinds of aesthetic uh, uh, descriptions can be helpful because it kind of changes how the mood of a piece may be put together. And so having that kind of information to an explorer, uh, sharing that can allow the explorer then to kind of determine, well, yes, I want a softer approach. I want a gentle approach, or maybe I want something fast and moving and fast, quick cutting. And so having a description of, of transitions is is, 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 is I think very valid.
0: Okay. We will go back to Amanda. Let's talk about while you're actually making the thing you addressed a, a fair amount of things while you're actually making the project, but is there anything that you can maybe give us, on not only making it but then actually
6: putting it up there getting it out to uh the greater world with an agent um getting it out to the greater world with the agents is uh, an interesting feat because each program has its own little ways of doing things. Uh, That's where saving notes on exactly how you like it done. If you want your video to publish every Saturday at 6pm, you know, have those notes there of exactly how you want it. I've uh, watched videos of uh, some of our agents doing it in different ways and it takes longer when you don't know exactly what is being explained. Um, Yes, our agents, for the most part, know how to do your alt text and things like that. But you know what, be prepared to tell them how just in case they don't, because that information is going to save you time in the long run. Um, I do love what Sid was talking about, um, about making sure your background, you know, is right, be specific and exactly what you want. If you're doing a TikTok, and you just want to be, you know, in the bottom corner of the video, let the agent know that. Because if you say, you know, you just Want to know where your positioning is they're probably going to assume you want to be in the center of the the center of the picture um, I there was an explorer recently that called in and they wanted a picture of something taken and they didn't explain that this was going up online or anything and it was a dark room the agent took a picture it didn't show up they took them to a bright room took a picture, and they said, oh, well, you know, well, what's in the background? And this was a five-minute free call, and they said, oh, well, there's a toilet in the background, <gasps> Oh no! <laughs> and they said, oh, well, I want to put this up online. Well, at this point, it's like four minutes and 43 seconds in. Oh. There was no time to finish getting that photograph and get it sent to them properly. And, you know, the information written up like they wanted, had they said in the beginning, I would like this picture to be taken, you know, well lit, it's going up online, and that this could have been done in two minutes. So preparation really is key, even even if in the end, it's just talking about uploading it, knowing what you're doing ahead of time makes a difference. When it comes down to Preparing the video, you know, creating things, putting it together. If it's a video, be specific. If you want your video to only be five minutes or two minutes, whatever it is you're looking for, let the agent know your final outcome and they can work with you on that. And then uploading it itself. Again, it just comes down to specifics, letting them know what you want. They can do as much or as little um, time was mentioned. Time is key. If you want them to take a long time, they definitely can. If you want this to be a quick thing, it's not going to be as great a quality, but they can definitely do it. So just give them what you want and they can work with that. And, you know, they're a lot of the agents do have tips and tricks that can help you along the way, too. So um, giving them that holistic view can help them to say, hey, you might want to do it this way instead.
0: Now I'm going to go back around to everybody here because we are, believe it or not, and I knew this was going to fly by because this is such... I mean, we could totally be here for hours, honestly, talking about this kind of thing. But let me go around the circle and have you tell us where people can find you. But then also any last, any final thoughts about blind people, low vision people, people with any kind of disability doing content creation. I'm going to start with Wenway.
2: Well, I do not have content on the web. It's all through WeChat. Which is, you know, primarily where I work. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, I guess you can. It's my personal account. So do keep that in mind. I am. You at, should. It's fun. <laughs> it is at underscore Wenway underscore. So that's underscore W E N W E I underscore. Um, and I guess my last parting words to you are that um, content creation is fun. Know your audience. Be prepared to um, be prepared to allow yourself to relax, honestly, because sometimes you will stress too much about it, mm. um, and you might do more than you need to. Quite frankly, um, and I have seen so many people do such amazing things, like TikToks. Um, audio production, um, videos, discussing their audio production. They have used (laughs) amazing tools to be able to import subtitles and to make their videos look visually appealing, if not watchable, who knows? Um, And I also want to take this space to publicly shout out Sid. He has been amazing. He's given me (laughs) such great advice. Um, Something that he mentioned about duration, that is so important to the comment I made earlier about pacing. Um, it does matter whether you're looking at something for two seconds or five seconds or ten seconds and sometimes if you if you have too much on the screen you you, you and you give them too little time, that's overwhelming. If you have too little on the screen and you give them too much time that's mm, distracting um so. We are all online in some capacity, and I would not be where I am today if it, if it weren't for all the assistance I received from IRA agents and from the blind community as a whole. So um, chances are, if you message somebody on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, they will respond and um, give you some information about certain tools that you can use um, to enhance your life so you gain this knowledge this visual information that you need in order to create this content but then you're able to reproduce it without assistance so that is all I would like to say.
0: And just the fact that this has opened up employment routes for people too is just incredible to me. And the sorts of ways that people have become entrepreneurs at this, like you have. I mean, that <laughs> is really, you know, a number of folks on this panel have really said, all right, you know what? I'm carving up my own niche. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's go to Claire tell us where we can find you and any final tips and tricks and uh, um, anything that you would like to let folks know about.
5: Yes. So uh, in terms of where you can find me, a lot of my content is uh, on Facebook. So um, most of it um, is in a a closed Facebook group, but you um, it is absolutely fine to join it. So if you look me up personally on Facebook as Naturally Sensational, uh, you'll find me in a Facebook group on there. Um, if you want to see something a little bit more public, I have also done uh, content before today. If you look up Treehouse Radio on Facebook, you can uh, you can find me there. And we have a Facebook group and the page so um, a number of content uh, pieces actually that I've, I've done with Dara before today uh, using Canva um, are there on our Facebook uh, public page and in our group as well um, and in terms of final thoughts as someone who um, has done this for a number of years now um, I would say my, my Um, biggest take from all of this is that it it's it's an always learning journey You, you you're always learning something new so be prepared for changes and be prepared to just enjoy the ride really and anything that you feel you might be struggling with and you may be struggling to understand how to do not all software is uh the most easy to use so be prepared to ask those questions if you want to learn something for for well just for for the sake of your own reference really so that you can think about how can I use this in the future in my content be prepared to um, look things up and ask the um, agents to um, just help you and and tell you things that you maybe didn't think you knew before because it really can help in the future even if you don't really think it straight away
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and uh, say hello to your little house visitors. They have been very good for you, (laughs) for your public appearance. Thank you. Uh, Let's go with Iris now and tell us where folks can read your writing and uh, any final thoughts. Okay, so
1: firstly, uh, probably the easiest place to find me is on homegrounds.co. It's a uh, digital publication dedicated to all things coffee, espresso, <laughs> etc. <cetera>. Um, <laughs> other than that, honestly, social media wise, you can find me uh, pretty much everywhere: Reddit, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'll definitely send along a long link to your name uh, for the uh, show for the show notes. Yeah, um, awesome. And as I- As just biggest pieces of advice. So, first, I think the most important thing for a blind or visually impaired content creator of you know whether it's digital content or video content, honestly, think of your content creation as just an extension of your everyday life. I would strongly encourage you to get involved in your community and um keep abreast of local events if you can so like for for me i write in the food and beverage niche um so i try to attend festivals and you know go to meetup groups really get involved in your community because you can learn a lot that informs the rest of your content creation whether it's talking about somebody over you know uh which someone about you know maybe a book you've read or about um you know whatever it is uh, about coffee um you can learn a lot of people uh like you can learn a lot from people through osmosis and just creating content is about reading uh, being relatable so definitely get involved in your community um secondly Learn as much as you can as a blind or visually impaired content creator about visual concepts. And um, sometimes, I, I know it's it's rough, and uh, but use Ira uh, when possible to watch videos to um, go through TikTok and really uh, get a good grasp of um, you know transitional effects in video and. Uh, what popular memes look like, um, and uh, basic visual references that people use, uh, you know, from time to time. Uh, hashtags are also really important. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I think, um connect with other content creators. And this is a personal choice, but I choose on social media unless it's specifically relevant, I choose not to disclose my disability, not because, um, you know, I, I don't want to represent the community, but I find, I think somebody mentioned before, people do have certain preconceptions of you as a content creator, um, if they find out, oh, she's blind. Um, so, I, I just like to really engage with people uh, without that
0: preconception. In place, but that's a personal choice. And I think but that's I think. great to point out that you don't have to be the blind social media creator unless you want to be. And then Absolutely. You know, good Absolutely. on you. But you know, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And last but definitely not least, Brian. Any, uh, where can we find you, first of all? And where can we find the circus? Because I think everybody would love to know where can they see this circus?
4: Thank you very much, um, Janine. And thank you so much for putting this together. And thank you to Ira for really showcasing this um, series, especially during Meet the Blind Month and Employment Awareness Month for Disabilities. So, Omnium Circus. Um, We currently... Are not performing at the moment, but but February twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, there is a live show scheduled for Tyson's Virginia. That is at Ooh. the Capital One, the brand new Capital One Hall in Tyson's Virginia.
0: All on right, February
4: twenty third, and tickets for the events go on sale on Tuesday, Ooh. a day after Halloween, November first. So. A last-minute trick-or-treat gift, or even an early Christmas gift uh, uh, to a loved one or family member, bring them to America's first inclusive circus, fully really inclusive circus. You know, all yeah. shows are audio-described. There is relaxed seating for those who are neurodiverse. We also have a calming center for those who are neurodiverse as well, who may have issues with multisensory or maybe have a sensory overload during the show. Um, the As I said before, we have audio description and we have ASL interpreters throughout the entire show. So everyone's included at all times during an Omnium Circus performance. You will see the King Charles unicycle troupe. They are incredible, incredible athletes of basketball who do incredible basketball shots while riding unicycles and whatnot. So you could visit www. Omnium O-M-N-I-U-M circus.org to learn oh. more about our 501c3 nonprofit organization, make a donation, or even learn about how we came about. We're only two years old, two and a half years old. Oh wow.
0: So Rose right during the pandemic. I guess you are certainly did. Be- wow. <laughs> Talk about breaking so, the mold. Wow.
4: I know. I know. And Thank you so much to Lisa Lewis, our founder. So we're, sure. baby, we're growing, really, really starting to get um, really starting to branch out and really go forward as we do more outreach and workshops in the schools and whatnot. I've ringmastered a few times myself. And oh, I I, th- that that
0: had to have been fun. <laughs> yes, now, it was an amazing How can experience. we how can we uh, find you on TikTok, Brian? Uh-uh, I'm thinking TikToks. your TikTok videos would be fun.
4: Oh yes, they're they're amazing. So that'll be, B boy, eight thousand ninety. Okay, awesome. So B boy eight thousand ninety. Facebook it'll be Brian Timothy. So B R Y A N, you know, because that's my name. B R Y A N. Brian
0: with the Y. (laughs) Yes,
4: yes, yes. Brian Timothy, and Instagram Brian Bravado, and YouTube simply. Brian Velasquez with two z's uh-huh. so gotcha so awesome. definitely follow me there some great videos coming up hopefully soon um Ooh. never know depending on my schedule if time permits you never know I really like to do videos on when it comes to you know for fun like for hobbies and to just really show off my skills because ever since I've remastered for the Big Apple Circus and it really opened up a new path because, see, I'm a graduate of St. Thomas Aquinas College in New York. Ah. And I have a therapeutic rec.
0: Oh, so and this is like the perfect outlet for you.
4: Yes. And, and, and
0: taking that digital just is, is that's, it, it, it just makes me smile because it's one of those, could we have done this even five years ago? Mm.
4: <laughs> never know. I don't know. But, but um, what, I, what I wanted to say was to segue into, you know, to complete this off is life comes around full circle. I used to love the circus and listening to introductions when I was little and listening to the radio, you know, sportscasters and whatnot. And I used to love, imitate, according to people, I used to love imitating those people like time after time again. And I was going to study to become a braille teacher. For years, I was like, "Bro, oh, teacher, bro, teacher, bro, teacher, bro, teacher." Because I saw our teachers, I'm like, "Oh, I want to be like them. Oh, You know, kids. You know, you don't really—you're mm-hmm. not fully developed yet. Your mind is not fully developed yet. But over time, and as I started college, and as I saw when I was seat, when I was doing the observations and the field work for the classes, I was like, "You know what? This is not it." So I stumbled into therapeutic rec. So I studied it, and we did geriatrics, and I studied all the populations and whatnot, and did my field work, and then. I started working at Hearthstone Palisades. And in all of that, something began to transpire. I began to get that magic back of the circus, the enjoyment uh-huh. of the circus. We did a program, <laughs> we did an intervention with the clients, with um, dementia residents. And oh, we wow. showed a documentary on the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Street. Oh. So that began to spark that magic again. Because as I got older, I'm like, ah, screw the circus. Ah, that's for little kids. I'm a hard school kid mm-hmm. now. I'm 14, <laughs> I'm 14 years old. I'm 13 years old. So you, get, you got the gist of it. And that's where I volunteered with Big Apple Circus in 2017. Wow. And the rest is history. I started to, then I did The Ring a few times to open up the show. And that's when I started, you know what? Mm. And people were telling me, create a YouTube channel. Do stuff. You like voiceover you like acting. You should do that. You never know what that can lead to. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do just that. (laughs) That's when I started doing my TikToks, making impressions of my Dominican colleagues, because I'm Dominican. So making, you know, speaking Spanish. (laughs) Like, for example, (laughs) it's a video about Dominican, asking your Dominican parents to go to the store. What did I tell you? Don't Do your homework first and go to the store. I would do an impression of that. Growing up Mm -hmm. as a child, you know, it goes back. That's what I'm saying. Life comes in full circle. You get to reenact those things and show people how your culture is, good and bad. I like to do good. But, you know, you never know the the little childhood stuff that you're like, oh, my God, I hate this one. The pesky stuff you had to go through with your parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Parent teacher conference. Wendy Williams, a huge celebrity figure. I did impressions of her. I have a lot of friends who are Wendy Williams fans. Oh, my. They loved it. You know, you got to, like she said before, I forgot who it was, but cater to your audience. Have everybody included. Make it diverse. Don't just do one thing, one thing, one thing. Meet the Blind Month is now. I saw it on some, I don't know how, but I stumbled across it. Mm -hmm. And I did a whole video on the subway system, what it was like, like me doing the voices, me pretending how to walk in the subway, like at home having subway sounds in the background. Oh, like, my. You know, like, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. It sounds so what totally I say to all,
0: energetic.
4: Yeah. What I want to say to everybody else before I go is just have fun. Don't be in your head. It, and I'm working on this myself because I have my moments where I'm like, oh, my God, is it going to come out good? Am I going to get zero views? How many views am I going to get? I hope I get a <laughs> lot of likes. I hope I get this. Because if you, if you do that, if you, 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 you come into that mindset, you're doing a video, your performance is going to start to trail off little by little by little. It's going gonna, it's gonna to start to trail off little by little by little.
0: Do what and you may love be and love what you do, it sounds like for you.
4: Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. So this is Brian signing off for now. Thank you guys so, so, so much. And... Until next time, everybody, thank you all so much for thank joining you, us. Thank
0: you, Brian. We have one question from the audience that we're going to take because it is a really good one for Amanda. Sid, would you like to read that before we go?
7: Um, uh, sure. Um, Amanda, the uh, person was asking about, you know, the diversity of agent skills and the fact that some agents may have a little bit of background that lends itself to it, Um and in kind of in a broad sense how how do explorers find the agents with the right skills what's the best way to approach it maybe when they're when they're calling into uh, ira
6: first of all um, and that is a really great question our agents are all very skilled in describing things and are all very uh, technologically savvy. We make it a point to hire agents uh, that are super flexible and are able to quickly learn different programs and things. Uh, So you should be able to work with anyone that you get, but if you do have a specific program, if you're uh, wanting to see if someone has uh, Canva experience or Adobe Pro or something like that, you can request of whichever agent that you get if they have that skill or for them to see if anyone available has that skill. Just be prepared uh, for the fact that there may not be anyone available. And that, you know, leads back into what we were talking about, having notes or being prepared to provide good information, uh, a quick, you know, quick start guide to whatever program you're using, or just being able to tell the agents where to go to do things. For the most part, any program that you use, the agent is going to be able to work with whether they've ever laid eyes on it or not. I have learned how to do so many different things. Agents um, are, are highly skilled and may not know an exact program, but they can pick it up pretty quick. So just know that you don't have to immediately write off an agent just because they've never worked with a, pr- a product before they can easily uh, you know work with you and figure it out pretty quickly and I will second that very
0: loudly because I call often to prepare things for Ira, And, you know, I will get somebody who says, well, I'm not really sure if that's okay. I will I will explain how to do it and what I need and voila. Well, I wanna thank you so much, Amanda and Sid from our agent community uh, coming on to talk today. Our wonderful panel, we have Iris Pang, Wenwei Fisher, Claire Potter, Robert Kingett and Brian Velasquez with a Y. I uh, want to thank everyone. I'll just give you a couple more notes here. Everyone, please, if you are doing content creation, the IRA app for desktop is a great way to do that. It's a web app, and you will get to that by going to iraio slash desktop slash app. That will get you right into the app. If you just want to read about it, find out how to set it up, iraio slash desktop. Well, thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back with another in our Discovery Series on November 29th. That is another Tuesday at 2 p.m. when we're going to talk shopping and business for the holidays. So join us then. We will have some of our Access Network partners and some folks who own small businesses and use IRA to get their business set up for the holidays. Thank you, everyone. This has been Janine Stanley for
1: IRA.